We are here to celebrate the life of Terry Ann Myers Matthews, better known by her close family as Baga. We want to uh, extend our condolences from Crossroads Ministries to each of you. And uh, what a gem Terry was. In Psalm chapter 23, we read the following. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Let us pray. Our Father and our God, Lord, we thank you for, for Terry's life. We thank you for how you, you loved her through, through the years, drew her to yourself, and how you allowed and enabled her to be an impact on so many lives. Father, we just ask that you would be honored today. May you just be the God of all comfort to our family and friends. God, may you be the one who's able to help in this time of trouble. We thank you for being that place of refuge. Father, today, we just ask you'd meet with us in a special way. In Jesus' name, amen. At this time, we are going to have some... uh, share some memories that have been extended and Pastor Kenan and myself uh, will be going through the memories. This is from Aunt Sherry and Uncle Arnold and Callie and Dwight. I was a young girl when Terry married my brother Eddie and became my sister-in-law. We didn't see each other often because they lived in Florida and we were in North Carolina, but she always kept contact by writing mom letters and sending pictures. I remember she was so beautiful, sweet, and always smiling. She was always so very sweet to me. I remember her artistic talents that I was so in awe. She made the most beautiful macrame pieces that I loved. We had many happy times when they traveled to North Carolina to visit us, and unfortunately sad times as their marriage came to an end. I remember her as a very strong woman who had to start over as a single mom, In a new place without help, she was determined to raise her children with a Christian home and provide them a Christian education, and she worked very hard to do that. Through those difficult years, she never faulted in continuing writing and sending pictures to mom. And mom did her best to offer her emotional support and financial help when she was able. She always invited us to special events, graduations, weddings, and we were always encouraged to visit. I'm sure they had a beautiful reunion in heaven. About ten years ago, she sent me a message on Facebook, and we started keeping in touch that way. She would always request prayers for her children and grandchildren. She was a very special lady, and I will always remember her with love. My heart hurts for her loss but rejoices in the knowledge she is with Jesus and free from the earthly burdens, pain, and suffering. All our love, thoughts, and prayers to her children 
and grandchildren. This is from Kevin Hips. Kevin says, when I first met Terry, we formed an instant bond. We laughed about being kindred spirits. We both loved horror movies, and we both had a staunch, immovable faith and relationship with our Lord Jesus Christ. I would counsel with her about girlfriend problems, and she would go to war with somebody over her kids. She was one of the best, most dedicated mothers I have ever known. She made sure that the kids were raised in church, and she would ask me to pray for them over any crisis. She was a wonderful cook and just had to be around, um, and just fun to be around. She fought cancer hard for several years and gave it a run for its money, and she hung on till she knew that all her kids were on stable ground. She will be sorely missed. That's my memorial eulogy. But words alone can never express how much she meant to me. Her family, her friends, uh, how much she meant to me, her family or her friends. May she dance the streets of gold and rest in the arms of Jesus till we see her again. This is from Shannon Henzey. A couple years ago, Terry went on vacation with my sister Susie and I to Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Terry was so excited to go back to the area where she used to live. She told us all the kinds of stories about her youth. Terry was like a kid again. We could not keep her away from the water. Whether it was the pool or the ocean, Terry wanted in the water. She was so happy to be home. I learned so much about her in those few days. I will cherish those memories. This is from Barb Homer. Barb says, I, we, were both, uh, we were both an only child, but we were not spoiled. We never had a disagreement in all that time. Kennywood, Miami, Ocean City, Hollywood, Florida, Homestead. I could write a book. She's a perfect and timeless friend, and I know where she is, and I know she's watching over each and every one of us. That's her, and definitely she will be, like a hawk, right? Like a hawk. And this is from Rick Nicholas. She was so good to me, believed in me when I didn't even believe in myself. And then Scotty Boer writes back. Scotty Boer says, Terry Matthews is an awesome woman. There... There wasn't, uh, there wasn't growing up without her in the picture. From helping to open our artistic eyes in art class, being the cheerleading coach and helping to bring energy and pep to the teams and the fans. The times we would, uh, the times we would sneak over to her house because we knew Jenny had friends over. She would yell at us and tell us to go home, but she never ratted us out over it. She just is a kind soul always. That's such a good description of her. Such a kind soul always. Just a kind soul always. Ja, please, just, please just let her know I said hi. And I'm sure this was written just before she passed. Let her know I said hi. And I'm sending my love and appreciation towards her. And love her as a person. And this is from Gar Baker. And this is something Gar posted on Facebook. Terry would be the person I would say was closest to me. Closest to being another mother to me growing up. I've known her since elementary school. She was my babysitter, art teacher, craft lady, and cook at summer camp. She taught me to tie-dye, sculpt clay, and draw with a pencil. She was at all my school sports and plays. Her daughter was a cheerleader and son was on my teams. 
she and her kids even went on vacation with my family. She was the only person I allowed to call me Gargar. So I'm going to remember that. Uh, but I won't be able to say it, right? She was the only one as an adult. She was a woman of God and part of a, so, and, and part so very many memories throughout my life. My heart breaks for her children, friends of mine, and her grandchildren. I'm joyful that I will see her again in glory and that she is safe and well with her Savior now. Matt Nagy writes back, Ma'am, I wanted to let you know how important and instrumental you were in my life when I needed that, when I needed that the most. You helped lead me to Christ, and for that I'll be forever grateful. You were the rock I desperately needed at the time and were always so kind and generous with me. Thank you, Terry. Bring in your friends to Christ. Amen. What a powerful, powerful testimony. What a legacy. Justin, Justin Lorisso. I know that she's in the best place, but I'm going to miss her tremendously. She was an icon in my life and an icon and pillar at Crossroads Church. And I'll say amen and amen to that. Well, at this time, we would like to open it up. Uh, if anybody else would maybe like to share a memory, I will bring the mic to you and you can just stand or sit right where you are. Uh, all you need to do is raise your hand and I'll get the mic to you. Is there anybody? This is always a hard part, right? And we still have some more memories from the family uh, that we're going to read. But is there anybody uh, who's here would want to share anything? All right, Dawn. I just wanted to say that <clears throat> Terry and I had a friendship. She was a good friend of mine. And we had several outings that we went to lunch together. And the one in particular that I, I want to talk about is we went to the uh, spring house for lunch one day. And after a nice lunch, uh, she wanted to take a walk in the barnyard that they have on the hillside next to uh, the spring house. And... At that time, I, I didn't know that she, that she was using a cane to get around, and she didn't have it with her. So, you can imagine, once she got onto that uneven ground, it was pretty hard for her to move around. But after a long time, we, we finally made our way all the way around uh, that barnyard, and she saw everything that she wanted to see. And we got, down back, got back down onto the pavement in the parking lot, and she looked at me and she said, do you want to go around again? <laughs> <laughs> and I said, no, I think once was enough. And, and I remember that it was a beautiful fall, sunny day, and the temperatures were warm. And she thanked me about three times for that outing, and, and I love her for that. Thank you, Don. What a great memory. Anyone else? Oh, Shannon. There's so much I wanted to, to write about, but I didn't have enough paper. So um, when I got married and moved out to Finleyville, I pretty much lost all my friends. Not in the bad ways, just my life changed so much. And Terry and I, Terry really became a good friend of mine. And 
like I would go over to her house to drop something off and like three or four hours later I'd get a call from my husband, where are you? And this happened every time. <laughs> we'd be just talking like girlfriends, like we'd known each other forever. And he's like, every time going over to Terry's was a, a at least a three or four hour trip. But I loved every minute of it. And she um, she was so full of life and she never knew her limits or wouldn't put limits on herself. She loved to swim, as I had mentioned in the... Um, when we were in Florida and walking with the cane, she wanted in that water and trying to get her away from the water <laughs> while she was on sand without her cane. It was she was she was a trip, and she used to always ask to go swimming at my sister's house. And she had had um, an eye procedure done, and she wasn't allowed to go get her, put her head under water. And I said, "Well, you can come swimming with us. You don't have to go under the water." And she's like. Do you not know me? Of course I have to go under the water. <laughs> like, she was such a child, and it was just, she didn't care how old she was. When she was in that water, she was like a little kid. She was diving and dunking everybody and going in and out. And it was just, she was just, never knew her limits, and which is, was wonderful. And she enjoyed life to the fullest. And um, I really appreciate all, having her as a friend. Thank you, Shannon. Anyone else? Anyone else? All right, then we're going to continue on with the uh, memories we have. So here's some that more of the family have written here. This is from uh, Charlie Myers and Daisy Hensley. Uh, they said that one time we were all hiking, Bugga, uh, we were all hiking, and Bugga went back to make us food, and instead the Easter Bunny paid a visit to her six beautiful grandchildren instead. <laughs> that is a great memory. It's amazing how that happened when she went back to make food, isn't it? Uh, Daisy says this. Daisy says, I have many amazing memories of my grandmother, Bugga, but my favorite will always be the girls' days that we had. Bugga, my mother and I would go out and spend the day together one one girl's days always sticks out to me. Bugga had gotten me a Pandora charm bracelet a couple years before. And for one of those girl's days, we went out for my birthday gift, and I picked out a gold heart charm. It was a wonderful day, and every time I see the charm on my bracelet, I will remember all those memories that we had together and how much I loved her. Awesome memories. Awesome memories. And this is from Ed Matthews. Bugga was a caring compassionate person. All my life I've known this fact, but I never truly understood it until we went to see Joker together in 2019. We sat and we watched the movie, which was about a uh, man discarded by society and his surroundings, being pushed to do a terrible thing. At the end of the movie, I looked over to see her silently weeping in her seat. I asked, What's wrong? Is everything okay? Thinking that something physical had happened. But she looked at me and said, I just feel so bad for him. He has nobody around him to help. And that was Terry. Huge heart. Huge heart. In that moment, I understood how far her compassion reached and how intensely she felt it. There was nobody in the world that could escape it. Not that anyone would want to either. She loved with her entire heart until the very end. And we will miss her endlessly. This is from her daughter, Jenny. Jenny Henzie says, 
it has been really hard to put thoughts on paper about my mom. It's so hard to pick one specific memory or quality to speak about. However, when I began thinking about the words I wanted to say about my mom, one word continually came to me over and over. That was compassion. My mom was one of the most compassionate people I have ever met, both to animals and to humans. She loved us kids and her grandkids fiercely, as well as all of her animals and ours over the years. But growing up, my mom always had a special place in her heart for kids, which to her was anyone younger than she was. Troubled, lost, in need of shelter, love, or acceptance, she would take these kids under her wing and nurture them, give them comfort, support, provide shelter, whatever they needed. She gave all that she could. I watched her do this as a young child with my brother's friends and the church family. She continued with my friends through many teens and young adult life, through my teen and young adult life. And then she carried it into her salon life when she no longer had kids at home. Our house was always open to kids. She often joked when things would get messy or broken from roughhousing, why is it always in my house? And you can just hear her saying that with them glasses on the edge of her nose, right? Why is it always in, the end, in my house? Uh, you don't do this stuff at other people's houses. Kids felt comfortable and loved in her presence. She had many names. Mom, Mum, Bugga, Mama Terry, Ma'am, to name a few. I'm so grateful to have had such a wonderful model of love and kindness. I will carry it with me as a constant example of a true mother's love. And this is from her son, Mick. My mother, there are so many memories of my mother that I can't pick just one, on, only one. But they all have a strong theme of what she's meant to me. They all speak to who and what she was to me and so many others. She's been a shelter, a second mother, acceptance, lending hands, and open arms. Over the course of my life, I witnessed my mother take into her home and heart so many who were the wandering, lost, or just needed a compassionate, loving, judge-free space. She did this with acceptance, forgiveness, compassion, and love. She spoke love and belief of themselves into their lives. My whole life, she was, has met me with unconditional love, forgiveness, helping hands, and open arms to hold me. So many circumstances in my life I found myself at her door asking to come back. She never turned me away. In her final act of love, she took me back in. When I was a broken, down, and beaten man who made a mess of his life, she nurtured me, took care of me, and helped me get back on my feet. And find my way back to God. It was my honor and privilege to take care of this woman in her final days. Who had sacrificed herself, her heart, and so much more to take care of me. So in conclusion, my final and lasting memory of my mother 
is that she was the picture of God's love. And in her life, she honored and glorified the God she adored. Forever, forever worship you. 
And lots of good times that you all spent together. And as uh, you remember those times, I believe that's what God has called us to do today, is to remember all those good times. Um, you know, as I look back, I'm reminded of a lot of good times with Terry Matthews. Uh, we've been, uh, our, as a church family, we've been together for 35 years or more. And uh, it's just an amazing time that we've had with her. And as I look back, I remember as a as a college student, I was coming home, and uh, they were always so caring. She would always be caring and loving and thinking about us. She would send us occasional care packages when we were all off at college, and there's cookies and fun things that she liked to throw in there for us. Uh, she would send us letters and notes of encouragement. Uh, we came home, and, and Phil Allen and I were heading off to Liberty. There's this famous picture of the two skinniest kids I don't remember. And, uh, <laughs> and she threw a party for us over here on Garvin Road. And uh, she was just trying to show how much she loved and cared for us. And we had this little party, and then we had this party. We got in the car and left. We went down to Liberty. And, and Jim Watts drove us through the night to get down there. And uh, I'll never forget those days. And uh, uh, she, she loved the youth group. She absolutely loved youth group. I think I think if if uh, if if she could have just kept her knees, she'd probably still be in there, right? She loved the youth group. She loved going on all the trips. She uh, she just always wanted to be the mother of the youth group, and that's what she was. She did a very good job of mothering all the kids, as you as you've heard what she did in her home. But if there was a teenager, she'd go over and encourage them. And that's a powerful gift that she had. Um, she would always come up and encourage me. You know, when I became the lead pastor here, it was so funny. I, after uh, we just got started, she came up to me. She goes, you know, when they said you were going to be the pastor, I didn't know you could do it. But you're doing a good job now. Okay. And she would have fun like that with me. And then she would, uh, after every funeral, this was crazy. After every funeral, she'd come up and say, I want you to speak at my funeral. I want you to speak at my funeral. I was like, Terry, we're not planning that now. She goes, I know, but I also love Al, so I want both of you guys at my funeral. And I was like, yeah, I know. Well, you love us both. We'll do this. I said, but we're not talking about your funeral. Stop it. Um, she would come up after different services, and she would say, I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you. And I just thought, you know, that's, uh, that's that care that she had. It just oozed out of her. And I'd be like, Terry. You know better. I didn't even do good today. I spoke too long, didn't say the right things. I stumbled, right? And she'd come over. She'd always be caring and loving for us. And then one of my, one of my, one of the favorite things I liked about her in the last few years, she'd come up to me. She'd go, are you losing weight? <laughs> and I'd say, no, Terry. She goes, well, you look really good. I was like, Terry, that disease is really taking over, isn't it? Right? Must be messing with your vision. But uh, I, I want to thank God today for the life of Terry Matthews and what a kind soul she was. And how that she loved, cared. And you hear the, the stories of people writing back, she helped me find God. I don't know that there's anything better in life. You know, um, as we stand here today, I'm reminded that she had a, a good name. When you think of Terry Matthews, you smile. And I was saying this yesterday down there at the visitation, all three of you kids smile all the time. It's, uh, you guys like to have fun. There's a lot of laughter. And you know who that was? That was your mom. That was Terry. 
Terry planted those seeds of, you know what, it's a bad day, but it's going to be a good day tomorrow. And she always hoped for the best. And she always saw the best in people. And I want to encourage you guys to take her good name and live it on. She, you got her DNA. That's, that's part, you got half it, right? Uh, now I want to encourage you to take that DNA and, and encourage other people and bless them. Now I saw Terry through the years face some of the hardest of situations in life, some of the hardest of circumstances, and she overcame everything. She wasn't going to let no be an answer. She wasn't going to let failure be the end. She kept moving forward. And that's a great name. Proverbs 7, I'm sorry, Ecclesiastes 7 says that a good name is better than precious ointment and the day of death is better than the day of one's birth. And so here we stand today and we remember that this is, uh, this is her. We're celebrating her life and as precious as her life is today is a beautiful day because we know that she's in heaven. She's with the Lord God Almighty. But she had a great name. Better to go to the house of mourning than to go to the house of feasting, for that is the end of all men, and the living will take heart to it. So today I'm reminded of this wonderful woman, Terry Matthews, that God placed in all of our lives. And there are so many more lives that she has touched. And I know you got to hear stories on stories yesterday, and uh, you'll be hearing them for months and years to come. But I'm reminded that she was a wonderful woman that was created by God, and she had a good name, as, as Proverbs says. Proverbs 22.1 says, A good name is to be chosen rather than great riches, loving favor rather than silver or gold. And I want you to think today about the name Terry Matthews. You think of somebody who loved her family. Family was number one. Anytime I ran into Terry through the last ten years, uh, Actually, any time you ran into Terry, but specifically the last 10 years, because I remember going, somehow we would always end up down at the Dollar General at the same time, okay? And she'd be wobbling on those knees, and I was starting my wobble, right? So, And we'd be talking about our knees, and she's like, yeah, yeah, I know I need to do something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know how, you, I'm sure you had those talks, right? But uh, she would always update me on every kid and every grandchild. In Dollar General. Now, you do the math right here. <laughs> My wife often wondered, why did it take you so long? If there was pain, she was crying. If there was joy, she was smiling. And you know, Terry, she, she couldn't hide nothing from me, right? If she was hurting, she was hurting. But if she was happy, everybody's happy. And, uh, and she had a good name. Rather than be chosen than great riches, she worked hard. When you think of Terry Matthews, you think of somebody who worked hard, don't you? I mean, all those years of working at the school, uh, cutting hair, uh, all the salon days. I mean, she was a hard worker. She was not going to let any challenge stop her. She figured it out. She figured it out. I remember when she moved into the house over there. Those were good times and how happy she was to get into that house. It was like, you know what? She worked hard and God blessed her. She was faithful to church. I'll tell you, she kept coming and coming and coming. She kept knowing the Lord and growing in the Lord. And she would always, like I said, always be encouraging. But the greatest thing that makes her name great was the fact that she trusted Jesus as her personal Savior. You see, you can't have a great name without the greatest name, and that's Jesus. She had the name that, that, at, every, that at that name, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess 
that he is Lord Jesus. So one day somebody shared with her Jesus Christ, and she accepted Jesus Christ with childlike faith, and she said, yes, I want him to be my Savior. And she would often say, I don't know how people do it without Christ. And she had Jesus to take her and care through her life. She had a great name. And not only was this, uh, we're talking about her name today, but we're going to talk about her time. Ecclesiastes says there's a time for everything and a season for every activity under heaven. A time to be born and a time to die. And so we know that this week, that Terry, this was her time. She had a Savior. She knew him. He made her name great. Uh, He did wonderful things in her life. He helped her to overcome all the, all the hardest of circumstances. But not only did she have a great name, she had the greatest name, Jesus, and she had an appointment with Jesus. It was her time. Um, I wanted you to be encouraged by that because I know that you all have cared and loved and done everything that you can. And I, I know that uh, when you come to this day here, you're just like, man, if we would have had this, or if we would have done that, there's nothing to be said of any of that because God had an appointment with her. And God said, it's time. I'm, I'm reminded of 1 Timothy 6, 7. says, for we brought nothing into this world, and it is certain that we can carry nothing out. And as I think of Terry Matthews today, I think of the, the gold that she left behind. Oh, it's not out in the backyard over there. It's sitting right here. That's her gold. A good name is better than precious ointment. The day of death is better than one's birth. Why is the day of death better than one's birth? Because it gets us all thinking. And today we're thinking about eternity. You know, we don't often think about eternity. We're so busy. We have to go to this game and to that, to, the, to that event and to this concert and you name it. We have all these things that we have to do. Today it's better that we come here. And we look about and think about eternity. And so that's what we're doing today. We're stopping. We're thinking about eternity. God called Terry home and said, all right, Terry, it's time to come home. And I want you to think about her race. The race that she ran. I have fought the good fight. Second Timothy 4, 7 says, I fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Finally, there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give to me on that day. And not to me only, but to all those who have loved his appearing. She fought the good fight. She finished the race. And just imagine this this language that the scripture is using there. She was running a race. And the race got harder and harder in the last few years. But she kept loving, she kept faithful, she kept trusting in the Lord, and she crossed the finish line. And you know, it's just like coming across the Pittsburgh Marathon, they got that tape there, right? I only know because I've seen it on TV, I've never done this myself, right? But she made it across the finish line, and she snapped the tape and went right into heaven. And God said, Terry, welcome home. Thou good and faithful servant. You've done what I've called you to do. I gave you a mission in life. You told everybody about Jesus as much as you could. You gave into your family. You were the best mother 
that those kids could have because he chose her for you. Thanks be to God. She finished the race. And today she's getting the trophy. Heaven Almighty. Amen. Pastor Al, come on up. Because Terry would be yelling if we don't. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Let's just come on. Come on up and share. She'd say, no, don't forget the mic before you go up. Uh, no, Terry was, uh, she was my hairdresser at one time. And uh, she cut my hair. In fact, my wife, and I had forgot all about this, but when we came back from the Philippines, my wife, you know, she said, where are you going to get your hair cut? And Terry was Ron. I asked Terry, so my wife went with me. And so Terry's, you know, they're deciding on a style. Of course, now the style is just cut it all at the same length and it's done. My wife can do that. But Terry uh, cut my hair. She was my seamstress. Uh, you know, she would hem, hem pants or sew on buttons. And sometimes I would sew on a button and she'd say to me, I just have a question. Like how many pieces, how much thread do you use to put on a button? Because my thought was, if I'm going to put it on, I want it to stay. So I would just, you know what I mean? Probably way too much thread. And uh, this is a memory. I don't remember it quite like this, but I've been reminded many times uh, by Terry. She, it was a different day. I, I was maybe 25, 26 or whatever, and she would have me sometimes babysit Jenny. And uh, Mick said the reason was because Jenny had a lot of energy and so did I. And so Terry, I think there was a banquet or something, and they, they came home, and while Mick and Terry were gone... Uh, I just, I've been told that, uh, you know, there was makeup being put on me and a lot of things happening. And so Terry walks through the doors and she's looking around and there's, you know, there's probably baby dolls everywhere. And, you know, who knows? I was just, it's fine. As long as she stays in the house, we're good, right? And uh, so Terry looks at me and she said, what happened to your face? Well, I had a makeup artist. And then Terry said, Jenny, what did you eat? I, I thought to myself, oh, no. And Jenny said, I think, ice cream, candy, you know, chips. And so Terry said, what? You didn't even feed her real food? So I said, I'll take care of it. So I took Jenny and we went to Sheets in Finleyville. And we got chili hot dogs, I think, or something like that. But uh, those are those moments, do you know what I mean? And Terry handled it how only the way Terry could. And I've grown up since then. So I, I think I would, I'll do better. I've done better as a dad. You know, you make sure you get a little bit of real food in there. And, uh, but what an incredible woman. And what a great time we've been able to have today. Just reminiscing. All those memories of of Terry, of Baga, and how she literally gave of herself for others. She always knew that God really cared about her. We're told that we can cast our cares upon him because he really does care for us. Sometimes we're not sure. Sometimes we don't feel it, but he does. She knew that God would be that comfort to her. We're told that he's the God of all comfort. And so when we're hurting... He can comfort us. 
when we are in a lot of pain, He can comfort us. And, and she trusted in that. And she knew that He would give her that peace. In fact, He tells us that peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. And she knew that ultimately He would be that rest giver. Pastor Ken mentioned about she fought the good fight. She finished the race. And Jesus said in Matthew chapter 11, he said, come to me, all you labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And that's not just when we take our final breath. That's all throughout our life. He'll get that rest giver. He said, take she didn't have a reason to fear. And she was tenacious. And she would persevere. Psalm chapter 56, verse 3, we're told, when I'm afraid then will I trust you? And guess what? I think Terry was afraid a lot, and I know I'm afraid a lot. I think all of us have a lot of fears. And so God said, I'm going to give you something. You can trust in me when you're afraid. Well, the secret to her success was the fact that she knew, she knew that ultimately she was loved, forgiven, and accepted by God the Father. She knew that. And she embraced that. John chapter 3, verse 16 and 17 tells us, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, so that whosoever believes in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And we're told, For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world might be saved through Him. And by the way, Terry wanted to live that out in her own life, right? We're told she, she loved, she accepted, she forgave. And we're told that in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 9, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and not of yourselves. It is a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. As good as Terry was to so many, she knew that wasn't going to be the ticket to heaven. She knew that she couldn't work her way. She couldn't fight her way. She worked hard in this life. But she wasn't trying to gain heaven. She knew that the only way to receive the gift of eternal life was because of what Jesus did for her on the cross. That he gave of himself. That she could be forgiven. Not of works. So Terry wouldn't boast. In fact, a lot of times I remember I'd say to Terry, wow, that's so nice. And she'd say, oh, that's nothing. Do I mean everything she seemed to do was there like anybody could do that. Gar mentioned about, you know, he learned how to, to draw with a pencil. And I remember one time Terry was saying, you know, anybody could do this. So I started doing my stick figures. And my stick figures, basically, I can do a dog, a person. They're same amount of sticks, same amount of, you know, circles. Just a little bit different length or shape or whatever. And she looked at it and she said, okay, you could be the exception. But guess what? God never says you're the exception. You'll never be able to come to me. Because everyone's welcome into his family. Because of what Jesus did for us. Jesus said he was getting ready to leave planet Earth as we know it. 
He's with his disciples and he told them, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. He said, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself that where I am, there you may be also. And Thomas said to him, he said, Lord, we don't have a clue where you're going. And we have no idea how to get there. Today would be just pull out your phone and use GPS, right? Or bring it up on your car so you can almost navigate anywhere. But Thomas was confused and he didn't know. And by the way, the other disciples weren't sure either. So Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except through me. He said, I'm the only way. There's no shortcuts. You can't skirt around. You can't make up your own plan. He said, it's only through me. Well, John chapter 1, verse 12, and I love this verse because it's all about adoption. Terry was a, a second mom or a mom to a lot of different people, right? And she was an incredible uh, grandma. I know Pastor Ken mentioned, you know, she had always talked about her grandchildren and her children, and it was the same with me. And uh, listen, she's, she would go on and on about all everything you guys were all being able to do and accomplish. And she said, imagine from me. Like, she couldn't get over it. And same thing with her children. Do you know what I mean? And she would go on and on and on. I used to love it. And I'd say, Terry, I, I can't even imagine that. And she said, and then that's when I was single, of course, she'd say, well, you've got to get married first. And then you've got to have, you know, have a wife and have children. And then you can have children. She'd go on and on. Well, guess what? I'm blessed to see you all together. The picture speaks volumes. I thought, wow. Bugga has a full heart. But the full heart comes because of lives. And ultimately because she knew that her place was secure with Jesus. Safe in the arms of God. In John chapter 1, verse 12, I mentioned it's just an incredible verse about adoption. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become the children of God. Total acceptance. And it's through Jesus Christ. It's through Jesus Christ. God the Father saying, I want you. I want you. I want you. There's only one condition. Receiving his forgiveness. And his gift of eternal life. We're told in Psalm chapter 116 verse 15. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of one of his saints. So today as we've been celebrating. It's not about goodbye Baga. It's about Baga. I know I'm going to see you again. I know I'm going to get to see you again. Let's pray. And as we do, if you're here today and if you've never received Jesus' love and forgiveness, like Terry did, like Bugga did, I invite you today to take that step of faith. Take that step from trusting in your own goodness to placing your trust in Jesus Christ. He went to the cross for you. 
so that you could be forgiven, so that you could be accepted. And if that's you today, and you'd say, boy, I'd, I'd, I'd love to have Jesus as my Savior, then I invite you to pray with me. There's no magic words involved. It's about transferring your faith from yourself unto Him. And if you'd like to do that, I invite you to do that with me today. And just pray this prayer. Dear Jesus, I know I have sinned. I ask you to forgive me of my sin. Come into my life. Be my Savior. Thank you, Jesus, for forgiving me and accepting me. Thank you, Jesus, for your precious gift of eternal life. Help me to follow you. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, we ask that for each one here, may you just continue to be their comfort, be their strength. Thank you, Father, for such a life well lived in Terry. In Jesus' name, amen. There will be lunch uh, over in our gymnasium, and that's going to be after the interment. So uh, those who will be going uh, to the, the cemetery uh, will be able to come back, go to lunch. If you're not able to go to the cemetery, but you'd still like to go to lunch, uh, there will be lunch in the gym after everyone comes back from the uh, interment. And at this time, I'd like to ask Dave Cagle to come.